Business Books. Business Books. On The Money Show. Our business book this evening is whether or not capitalism can do good. The title, Conscious Capitalism, Liberating the Heroic Spirit of Business by John Mackey and Raj Sisodia. Ian Mann, the Managing Director of Gateway's Business Consultants, is a voracious reader of business books. Who are John Mackey and Raj Sisodia? Ian Mann? Well, John McKay is a founder of a a company that that sells whole foods, good wholesome stuff. It's called the Whole Foods Market. Um, He started his career as as an anti-capitalist. Um, he he studies. He studied at university. He studied everything but business, which he despised because he felt that business was exploitative, and that only good businesses really were cooperatives. And he felt the government could do something because at least they had the public interest in mind. And he starts this food this food uh, cooperative where they sell whole foods, good stuff, you know, sandal wearing type and um, he, 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 he evolves into, in his understanding of why capitalism is really, really good and he comes to the conclusions that capitalism can be a force for good and he builds a company that where capitalism is a force for good and the most interesting thing is that this company that he started currently turns over $11,000 million a year which makes their market capitalization larger than ShopRite Checkers. So, doing good can be profitable. Very, very profitable. And he's a perfect example of, of uh, a business person who's, who's very thoughtful and who's got a very interesting approach to doing business. And I thought that this is a particularly interesting book only because his credentials are so good. I think anybody could have written a nice book about you know, be nice when you're in business and be nice to everyone. But can you run a huge business, a huge business, with a fabulous reputation that's really stood the test of time? They, they, they were founded in 1981. I, I so, suppose if you're a shareholder of Whole Foods, though, you say, okay, so this is an $11 billion turnover business. How much more could they be doing if they weren't focusing on all this warm and fuzzy stuff? Well, I, th- I think that the, the fact that shareholders are still invested in the business means that they are also being well looked after. His, the, the, I think the important issue is, is this notion of consciousness, this conscious capitalism that he talks about. Um, he, he started off being anti-capitalist because he thought that capitalism has mm. got a bad reputation, and it has, and deservedly. Raj, Most, Raj Sisodia, who's he? Because John, John McKay well, is the, the guy who's, who's done the, who's done the, the hard work. yards, yes. And, yes, and, and, and um, Raj is the man who writes about ah, this stuff. Right. He's written books yes. about, about companies that do good in the world and, and, and are very, very profitable at the same time. There are a, there are a number of, of companies that have done remarkably well where, the, where the, the underlying principles of the company are very, very good principles that you can really live by. It doesn't mean that's easy. But it does mean that these, that it's possible to have capitalism in a form that is genuinely good, and it's not only in unusual spots, but even across very large organisations that are listed. But you look at the guys like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett; they're taking these principles and saying, "Look, we've made our hundreds of billions of dollars over our careers. There's more than we can spend in a thousand lifetimes. Let's start giving it back." And so Bill Gates and Warren Buffett go donating incredible amounts of money. Um, yes. That they've made through perhaps not following the same principles as John McKay, but there there is this this sort of underlying trend de- developing and gathering steam. I think that that's true, and I think that there is a point at which people do realise that they have much more than they need, and they can give back to society. The issue of conscious capitalism is a little different, though, and he uses a lovely image of of a caterpillar and a butterfly in the metamorphosis process. 
Caterpillars um, are like capitalists, I imagine, who are unenlightened, unconscious. Caterpillars, all they, all they really do is eat, and they grow a 100 times their original size. Then they go into the cocoon, and when they come out there, they come out as these beautiful butterflies. But butterflies aren't just beautiful things. They have a very, very important purpose, um, an invaluable role in the pollination of plants and they provide food for people because they do this pollination and his idea is that consciousness um, if you think in terms of of religious consciousness where you're conscious of of high of higher things more people more extensive you're conscious that your actions have a huge impact on other people and that if you all are doing well you're all going to do good in the world and do well at the same time so his idea is that you can you can build businesses around very profound principles where everybody from staff to to, to suppliers, to customers, and to shareholders all do very well. And that's what he means by conscious capitalism. Uh, absolutely. It's taking the shareholder concept and saying, hold on a second, let's look at stakeholders rather than shareholders. So go absolutely. to the customers and employees and suppliers and investors and broader society and their environment, all of these things. Um, if, you, if you tick all of the boxes, you're, you're doing better than just making money for one set of shareholders. Absolutely. He, he, had a, he had a similar experience in, in 1981. Um, there was, he, he operated out of Austin, and, and there was a, there was a, a tremendous flood. Uh, people, lots of people died, $35 billion in damage, I think, in the city. His little company, eight months old, um, which had been doing very nicely, is completely wiped out. They, they destroyed the, the floods, destroyed the, the 3,000 square meters shop, that 300 square meter foot that they, uh, shop that they had, all their stocks, all everything. And on Memorial Day, um, as they were looking, bemoaning their, their, their fate, and the employers, the employees were, were wiped, essentially as wiped out as he was. They didn't have insurances because they were too small. Customers came by and said, let's help mop up. And customers were assisting in cleaning up the store. And he said to them, what, what are you doing this for? And they said that we wouldn't want to live in Austin if there wasn't a company like yours. He says they went to their suppliers and they had no money to buy it. And suppliers wanted to help them. And suppliers were on their side. And suppliers gave them lines of credit. <laughs> and their shareholders were on their side. And he just realized that if you do good by everyone, you can actually get an enormous amount of goodwill going. And so he built this this concept of, of conscious capitalism um, where, he's, where he's got principles of how this whole thing works. And, and that's what the book is about, is describing the principles of conscious capitalism. Do we have, in your experience, and I'm not going to push you for names unless you want, me, unless you want to name them, young man. Do we have uh, the same sort of conscious capitalism ethos anywhere in South Africa? I'm sure there are. We, I deal with very, very few businesses you know, relative to the whole country. But I, I've not personally come across anything really close. But I have come across one business that looks, that looks very, very close to it. Um, the company is is, is, a, is a VIP payroll, and I have a sense that inside the company, there's a there's a splendid ethos, carefully created, um, where I, I believe that the, from customers, customers feel good about the company. The, the staff certainly love the company. The shareholders appear to be very happy with it. So I think at some level they're doing they're doing the sort of thing that conscious capitalism is talking about. Uh, it, it's a, there's so many companies that pay lip service to doing good, and they still remain massive polluters or massive lenders of unsecured credit, whatever it is. But they say in our sector we the least devastating lender to poor people who can't afford to pay us back. I mean that's the the subtext of it. Yes, I, there is a risk to uh, there is a risk, isn't there, to also paying lip service to the stuff. If you want to be if you want to be good service. about it, do it properly. 
In, absolutely. I think that it only works if it all coheres beautifully. And I think that getting this, getting this, this model to cohere is what requires an, a great amount of intelligence and thoughtfulness, but also a very, con- very wide consciousness of the, of the stakeholders that are going to be engaged in this process and are going to be affected by this, by the fact that you're in business. And it's, it's this awareness of all of them and all its ramifications, what he means by consciousness. And also, I mean, companies are led from the top. And unless the, the chief executive or the chairman or the board, whomever it is that is leading this process, truly lives it, truly guides a workforce through the process and really lives the ethos itself, this idea of conscious capitalism is, Will never is theoretical rather than substantive. Absolutely. And I think that a colleague of mine in Gateways, Dave Henry, always says we live in the shadow of the leader. And I think that the, the shadow of, of, of John McKay is very, very large and very long. And I believe that he brings the people into it. The people at the top really are going to determine what's happening. Um, and, and they're the ones who are going to, give, they're going to give direction and guidance and substance to all of this do, these doings. Why must I read this book, Ian, man? Because I think, it, firstly, if nothing else, the first part is a, is a, is a critique of, of common forms of capitalism and, and extolling the virtues of what capitalism has actually done for humanity. No other system known to mankind has ever generated the type of growth and wealth for the population at large, um, not just small groups of people, than has capitalism. And then he talks about conscious capitalism, which is the finest form of that type of capital. I think anybody who's interested in economics will really enjoy this book. Anybody in business will learn a great deal from it. But so many people are happy to characterize big business as evil, big business as wicked. And capitalism has given itself a bad name. This is an opportunity for capitalists to sort of win the moral high ground once again. I think it, well, that they can. Win the moral high it'll, be, it'll be very helpful to them in getting exactly that. There we go. Ian Mann, the Managing Director of Gateways Business Consultants, tonight's book. The details on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Bruce Business. And the title, Conscious Capitalism, Liberating the Heroic Spirit of Business. It sounds Pollyanna-ish, but John McKay has lived it and Raj Sisodia has written it. And that is tonight's book from Ian Mann, the Managing Director at Gateways Business Consultants.